CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this week's edition of the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with Don Cash and myself as we talk about the world of investing, finance, and retirement here on Your Money and Your Life. And this week, we were going to do an election show and talk about what's going on with the uh, with the uh, president or the new president or the same president. But uh, <laughs> Don, welcome in, buddy. It looks like we've got an interesting uh, a show ahead of us anyway. Yeah, Mark, hello there. We survived the election of 2020. <laughs> well, did we? <laughs> guess I guess we did. We're here. We're talking. We're here. Right? We're so still we, in limbo uh, land, but yeah. Yep, we're in limbo land. That's right. But you know, here in New Jersey, no limbo land, not much election controversy. It looks like a, you know, a pretty normal 60%, 40% solid uh-huh. uh, Democrat win. So what's going on in your neck of the woods in North Carolina? Well, we're this is uh, two days after the uh, election. It's the fifth when we're taping this and posting this up there. And we are one of the states that are in uh, limbo, I guess, as the final. Looks like it's going to be Trump, but not by a lot, maybe 100,000 or so. It's pretty tight. Mm. Yeah. And we're in one of those states as well. So, yep. Well, Mark, you know what? I was. Um, my wife told me that during the evening of the election, you know, you can see what Google search terms are ranking highest, uh-huh. right? You'd think there would be something like, I don't know, uh, election controversy or elector, election results. The number one search term was liquor stores near me. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, uh, as I mentioned, Don, we're two, we're two, that's funny. We're two days into post-election. Um, what's, uh, you know, what, what do we do? <laughs> what do we think? Well, you know, this certainly, uh, 2020 is certainly one year for the record books, right? We have crazy election results, which were, you know, in some senses anticipated. Uh, COVID, of course, cases increasing lately. And let's not forget the year started, Mark, with the president getting impeached, <laughs> that's one that you know from this year has gotten uh, strangely buried in the in the headlines. You know, we've had all sorts of weird things that have gotten buried in the headlines this year. That's for sure. And you're right; it's definitely one for the record books. And you know, I was thinking about this, and I think you and I had talked about this briefly offline once before. Uh, that I felt like this was going to give uh, the old hanging Chad 2000 Bush Gore election a run for its money in date. Uh, and so, uh, you know, that was again to back in 2004 or excuse me, 2000 and, uh, Gore won the popular vote. Bush won the electoral college, which I think started this 20 year conversation about the electoral college as well. But anyway, as of this broadcast, there are many States with razor thin margins. Uh, I think we're at four or five now vote count issues, lawsuits, and it's going to take a while before it gets settled quite possibly quite a while. Who knows where we end up? It looks like uh, the Republicans are actually going to get a, a couple of seats in the House and will retain control on the Senate side. And what we can all agree on, Don, is how wrong the pollsters predicted this election for the second election in a row, by the way. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I don't even know, Mark, how they poll anymore. I mean, who picks up their phone, particularly to <laughs> answer questions from a stranger? I see numbers pop up on my phone or my cell phone, and I do not answer. Once in a while, I may, I may but I've never been called by a, a pollster, that's for sure. But you know, you mentioned the the Bush versus Gore election from 20 years ago. But actually, this election mark looks a lot like the great election controversy of 1876. That was the centennial 
year of this country. Well, you know what? You got me on that one. So uh, educate me a little bit. Tell me about that. All right. So here's the, the backdrop. It was right after the Civil War, right? Mm-hmm. And the Civil War ended about 10 years prior. General Grant, who became President Grant, had just ter- served two terms after Lincoln's death and Johnson's impeachment. And he was encouraged, actually, to run for a third term. It was actually legal then. Right. And he declined. He felt like he didn't want to do that. There was a tradition set and a precedent sent by George Washington. Now, the candidates in that election, Mark, were... Rutherford B. Hayes, right? You've heard of him. Yep. He was a Republican. And Samuel Tilden was the Democrat. And you may hear more about this election, by the way, in the coming days and weeks. That's my personal prediction. But here's what happened in 1876 and how it parallels today, right? So get this. Okay. The Democrat Tilden won 51% of the popular vote to 47% for the Republican Hayes. (laughs) Now Biden has about the same margin of, yeah. of lead in the popular vote. I think it's like 51 to 48 percent okay. over Trump. It was the election with the highest ever voter turnout. Over 80 percent of people turned out to vote in that election. Sounds uh, familiar. This, this year is a record turnout in the number of voters. Over 130, I think close to 140 million people voted. Hmm. Next point. There were four contested states. <laughs> wow. Think about this. In yeah. 18, 1876, Florida, for some reason, Florida always pops always up. Always there, right? yeah. Right? Florida back then, year 2000, now it was actually won by at least three or four points, I think, by uh, Trump. Uh-huh. But Florida, Louisiana, South Carolina, and Oregon, one wow. of the newer states. Mm-hmm. Now there are multiple states, as you mentioned before, that will likely be contested. Four or five, I think, yeah. Yeah. In 1876, there were only paper ballots, of course, no machines. Right, right. In addition, many voters, Mark, were illiterate. So there were pictures and symbols next to the candidate's name, like pictures of Lincoln or a flag and symbols were intentionally put next to the candidate that led them to vote for the wrong guy. <laughs> uh, right. Think about that. Yeah. I don't think we even stoop to that nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in South Carolina, here's another interesting point. In 1876, the voter turnout of people who actually <laughs> voted was 101% of the uh, registered voters. I, I felt like that's where you were going to go. You know, I just was thinking to myself, first of all, all that information is, is absolutely amazing, right? Uh, and I was just thinking to myself, I heard somebody made a comment, several people uh, of talking heads are like, you know, we have no history of election tampering in this country. And I thought, what? <laughs> have you ever picked up a history book? Yes. You know, uh, so anyway, very interesting stuff. So how was this resolved? Well, I'll tell you how it was resolved, but first we've got to put a link up for this, right? On the podcast Absolutely, so yes. Pe- people can look at this up and, and see for themselves. This is all real stuff. This really did happen. And now I'm, you know, when I was reading about this and I've read about this in the past, I said to myself, I never learned this in school. Right. Never yeah. learned this in high school or college or my advanced courses. But this is how it, uh, how it all re- was resolved. Okay. When the votes were counted, okay, Tilden who no no one's ever heard of, right? Right. Obviously, he didn't win, right? (laughs) He didn't win. Tilden had a majority of the popular vote and was ahead 184 to 165 in the Electoral College. 
And there were these four states that were left lingering with like 20 electoral votes unresolved. Okay. So you needed at least 185 to win. Back then, okay. And Tilden yeah. was one short. Okay. Right, because the country was much smaller then. So that was the number. Now it's 270. So what they did was what politicians all do, Mark. They cut a deal. <laughs> Here's the deal. In exchange for the Democrat Party awarding all 20 votes from all four states to Hayes, mm -hmm. the Republican Party agreed to a formal end of what was called post-Civil War Reconstruction. The troops were pulled out of all the remaining southern states, and there were northern troops in there, and the Democrat Party controlled the southern states for the next 100 years. Wow. There was also an agreed-upon federal spending plan. Today, we call that, Mark, stimulus. Man, that is kind <laughs> of creepily similar, isn't it? It is. And here's the interesting thing. Upon his defeat, the losing candidate, mm -hmm. Tilden said, now I can retire to public life knowing that I was elected by the people to the very highest office in the land with none of the cares <laughs> and responsibilities of the office. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it, right? I, I guess yep. I guess uh didn't Gore win the popular vote as well? So I guess he could have he could have said the same thing, right? Uh, he could have said, uh, well, I, I got the popular vote, but I didn't have to do any of the hard work. So maybe he didn't read the history books. Maybe not. That's really wild. Well, that's what they do in Washington. They definitely cut deals. That's uh that's nothing new there, but boy, that is really, really interesting stuff. Uh, I'll have to, yeah, we'll definitely have to post a link for folks so they can check that out. So with all that being said, Don, what should we think about, you know, planning for the rest of this year uh, and maybe the next couple of years ahead with all this craziness? Because it may be a couple of weeks before we know anything. Great question. We need to realize that whatever is the conventional thinking, it's often wrong. People get things wrong and have blind spots, right? They yeah. could be pollsters. We just talked about the polls being wrong. Pundits, Wall Street money managers, right? Who predicted last week that with all this craziness going on, the stock markets all over the world are going up in value? Yeah. We have increase in coronavirus cases, uh, over 100,000 here, many more in, in Europe. And last week, it was just the opposite thinking, and people had trillions of dollars on the, what they call sidelines saying, we're not going to invest until after the election. So what did they do, Mark? They sold lower, and now they're buying high, just the opposite of what we're taught to do. So right, yeah. getting back to the election of the year 2000 for a moment, mm -hmm. right? We, were all, we all remember that. We were focused on the Florida recount, right? Yep. The Supreme Court challenges. And if the president was legitimate or not. And the big issue at that time, if you remember in the debates between Gore and Bush, was how are we going to spend this federal budget surplus? Right? That was the <laughs> <Yeah>. issue. <laughs> right. We weren't talking about deficits. How are we going to spend all this money we have? Because the economy was booming. People then were loading up on dot-com internet stocks and so-called big, safe companies like GE and AT&T and Kodak. Remember them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blockbuster, yeah. Video. Blockbuster Video. Remember yeah. them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what happens uh, the, right after that election? Bubble. People are blindsided yep. by the tech crash. 
what they call dot-com bubble bursting, mm-hmm. right? 9-11 was right after that. The Iraq war was right after that. And many people lost 70, 75, 80% of the value of their retirement savings by speculating on what even looked like good companies. And Mark, you know what's ironic? Just two years before that, before year 2000, in 1998, the Roth IRA was created. Yeah, (laughs) That's the tax-free IRA. And there were people back then that were looking past all of the noise that converted their taxable IRA accounts to tax-free Roth IRAs at the time. And now they have their IRA in a tax-free account that's grown over the past 20 years. And they don't need to worry about taxes on that part of their IRA. Amazing, isn't it? Just in 20 years and how things uh, change and stay the same and just uh, lots, so much stuff can happen. And, you know, I was thinking about that very same thing myself before when you were talking about, you know, it's, it's only 20 years ago and, and most of us doing this, uh, listening to this podcast can relate. But a lot of the, you know, the younger folks that went out and voted here this go around, they're so frustrated and they don't understand why it's taking longer and yada, yada. And it's like, this isn't new. This happens. But they're so young. I mean, they might have been five years old, you know, the, in that when that happened the last time or, or one or two. So, it, you know, it definitely is tough on a lot of people and it's a strange situation. So what do we do now? You know, you know it's a good point. It, people think that that history starts the year around they were born, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So for us, we think, oh, I remember the year 2000. And I've even read about uh, the Kennedy and Nixon debates and what happened in the 1960s. But we don't know what happened in 1876, right? Because right. Yeah. it's just not, it's not taught to us. So what do we do now? Back in March, we talked about the story of Solomon's ring and the saying that would be true in all times and circumstances. And the saying was, this too shall pass. Right Now, you know, I'm not saying that things are going to be easy and it's going to be rosy, but, you know, we'll find a way, you know, we always do in this country. And from a, sta- a planning standpoint, you know, like any relationship with your spouse or family or friends, what we need are qualities like patience, perspective, prudence. We always need to be looking at the big picture and past the dramas of the day, right? So the media always wants to push our buttons and gets us to react. And that's in the headlines right now, people reacting to what's going on. That's why the number one search term is, you know, liquor stores near me, right? Yeah, right. At some point, we're going to get through the election issues and coronavirus issues. And when the dust settles, we still need to plan and protect our family, even before the dust settles. And there are a million things people need to plan for a successful life while working as well as in retirement, right, Mark? Like, you know, like not running out of money, like social security issues, Medicare, tax changes we've talked about. That's a huge issue, a huge risk. Most people have half or sometimes 80% of their savings in their IRA. You know, there are insurance issues and legal issues like their will, their trust, their power of attorney, advanced healthcare directives, on and on and on. You know, not the least of which is how do you become an educated, prudent investor and not someone who's a speculator or a 
herd follower. No, I mean, absolutely. It's a great point. We definitely get sucked into the dramas of the day. Uh, we've been learning all through Corona to hopefully try to tune out that sometimes. You can't do it every day, all day longer. It's just maddening. So you've got to find some peace of mind. And ultimately, I think that's what people do want is some peace of mind. And when it comes to the retirement planning side, that's you know one of the things that we do the podcast for. So if you need some help, if you've got some questions, have that 15-minute meeting. Have a conversation with Don. Talk to him. Give him a jingle. At, call him at 800-664-1183. That's 800-664-1183 to talk with Don Cash. He's a CPA and a CFP, so he definitely has uh, you know, the knowledge to talk with you. He's been doing this for many, many years. It's a great resource for you to tap into. And ultimately, that's what people uh, really want is, is the peace of mind, Mark, and uh, you know, having some sense of, of control and perspective and just be able to enjoy their life. And if you're looking for that by watching the news all day or you know, following the herd, you're going to be very, very unhappy. And look, I'm not saying don't, you know, do nothing. What I'm saying is that you focus on controlling what you can control. It, what we've learned, I think, through all of the past eight, nine months in particular with the, this uh, COVID is that stress and worry are a killer. Yeah. Right. It compromises your immune system. It doesn't make you happy. It causes dissension. We need to learn from history. Be realistic. Right. The news is constantly changing. Don't be manipulated. And in this time in particular, let's appreciate you know, the feelings and the concerns and the fears and opinions of people that think differently. Fortunately, in my business, I meet people with a, a variety of political views. I'm sure you do too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, what's amazing though, Mark, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, is that they live their life. People with different political views, they often live their life every day they're very much the same and hold a vast majority of the same values. So they get up every day, they go to work, they love their family, pay their taxes. And what they value is personal responsibility and thrift and education and generosity, concern for others and they're family centered. So there's a lot more that people share in common that separates us. Although what you see in the media and on the news and social media is all the stuff that that drives a wedge yeah, between yeah. people. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely, definitely have more in common than we have uh, not in common. So great, great points. Interesting show, fun, uh, informative, uh, just a lot of good information in this week's show. So I tell you what, Don, let's, uh, the next show, let's talk some more about some of those planning issues for the remainder of the year, because we are going to be getting into that winding down the year territory. So let's uh, let's have some conversations on that on upcoming shows, shall we? Absolutely. And actually, you, you hit a good point is that as we get toward the home stretch, there's a lot of really good planning moves that we can make for the, yes, the rest of this year. And as we plan for 2021, can you imagine that? And saying goodbye to 2020, I think <laughs> we're all going to be happy about that. <laughs> very, very much so. And I tell you what, if you want to catch those new episodes as we talk about the year winding down and some things to do, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, whatever the case is. Uh, most phones already have the podcasting platforms already pre-installed. If you're an Apple user, Apple Podcasts is already there. Just hit that app and search out your money and your life. You'll find the podcast. You can subscribe 
subscribe to it right through there. Or if you're a Google user or an Android user, I should say, uh, I think Google Podcasts as well. So lots of ways to find it and stay in uh, stay in touch with us and listen to the podcast and the upcoming shows. You can also just find it all at donaldcashpodcast.com. That's donaldcashpodcast.com. And remember, if you have questions before you take any action, always reach out to a qualified professional like Don Cash, CPA, and CFP at 800-664-1183. And I will see you next time, my friend. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. Stay safe, and we'll talk soon. You too, Mark. We'll catch you next time, folks, here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.